That, we'll just have to do the head bob each time. That'll just be there. <laughs> We're back. Bonwi, episode 96. The cats are neutered. They're not on camera. Winry spade. Dear cats, spade neutered kids. Yes. That's it for the podcast. <laughs> and play like the fucking wheel. Oh, what is it? Uh, Price is Right music. Yeah. Oh, that it, can't be copyright anymore, can it? It's been, it's so know. old. Uh, I'm not sure. Price is Right started, what, 80s? 70s? Mm. I don't know, something like that. But it depends. If it, it gets renewed, kind of that whole thing. But the original thing. version, you can't renew it for so long. I mean, Disney tried real hard to keep renewing stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jess, you want to grab my Gundam? No. Oh, I made a Gundam. See, after all this time, I'm like, I can't buy anything else till I get like a new model on there. And then here I am, building a new Gundam. It is he a big like this. Yeah, his crotch arms can hold him up. Dude, that is... Oh, is, is that what's happening? Yeah. Yes. Dude, I saw this and I didn't know I had, like, crouch hands until I looked up, like, paints to use on it. I was like, mm. oh, my God, it's got crouch hands. Like, imagine you got an itch and you just go, like, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Jesus. They fold up into that there, which is a huge pain to do because it's just weird. Winry, what are you doing? Yeah. And immediately it was just fine. Mm. I mean, to be fair, so... Took him in at like 8.30. I was supposed to be there by like 8 to 8.45. What? He's like nibbling on a something. I don't know what that is. Sorry, the cats are eating something. It's probably their own poop. Hopefully. Oh, oh well. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they better not have to how much money I've spent <laughs> on it. Dude, in the last three weeks, first bet bill, $300. This bet bill, $400. Like an average out to... Yeah, three and then four. So $700 in the past month after I just got done with AI spending. And I was like, okay, save money. Then I spent all this. Mm-hmm. And then I bought my parents' groceries the other day. Yeah, I heard which about was not that. Cheap. Where I was like, why? Ah, it's, it's something nice to do. And then they gave me down like 100 bucks for like his birthday. Yeah. I'm I, all caught up with I, gifts I, and stuff yeah, for everyone well, I, on I heard there. about the grocery thing and from a coworker. Don't say that amount because my mother doesn't and, know how much it was. Oh. And well, I don't know how much it was, but oh, it was she a lot. Uh, she was like, "Oh yeah, uh, Matt was so nice. He bought his parents' groceries." And I was like, yeah, "I can't wait for him to complain that he doesn't have any money." <laughs> yeah, I still have enough for the tattoo. I want to get tomorrow. So this airs Saturday. So mm. we're recording this Monday on there. We Spider Man over there? No, just oh, uh, just looking at your tattoo on there. Yeah. Do you need it touched up at all, or probably? You want to go and see? No. Talk about, oh, well. I want new ones. Shout out to Dante. Hopefully my future tattoo artist. I have a special relation with your dad. I have the mm. same tattoo artist. Then never see the dude for like 20 years. He's that, that, that tattoo guy is definitely older. Like I saw a picture of him. Mm. I was like, oh, he's got a ball cap. Younger. It's like, oh man, that's a lot of gray hair sticking out from that cap on there. Well, yeah. but It's kind of one of those things where it's like, hey, this dad first started tattooing my dad like over 20 years ago. I don't yeah, see I'd like, how you would ha- get the impression that he'd be a young guy. If, like, he does a good job, I'm sure he'll do a great job. He's been doing it a while. But I want, mm. like, a regular guy. Yeah, well, you know, like, when I used to get haircuts, I had, like, a regular lady, and then she got deported. The Part of that problem is tattoo artists move around a lot. Yeah, unless they have their own mm-hmm. shop. Yeah. There was, and like, a pretty big tattoo place inside Valley West Mall, right? It used to be. Oh, did they move or did yeah. that shut down? Uh, they shut down. I'm assuming they moved. Because I know in there for was, a while, it uh, was pretty big. They had like five or six people on staff yeah, it was all the time. Ink addiction. Ink addiction. 
Yeah. I remember walking by and I saw some of the artwork that and the walls like, that's really good. Now, granted, that's probably their best work that they put up on there. But mm-hmm. I only ever bought one thing from them and uh, I still have it. it, it I bought it over six years ago. It is one of the best like flashlight. Well, no, I mean, it correct on the flesh, but they're fl- the flesh tone gauges. That oh, I have. I've seen you with those on there. Yep. So they're perfect for are job. they silicone or are they like a mm-hmm. hard like? No, they're silicone, just like these. Oh, but it's just got the. I think when we see you wear the ones, the one that you bought from uh, what was that Spencer's? Since we went there, listen, that deal was confusing. So if you see a deal that says buy five, what was it? Buy uh, five, it six, five, six ones five. No, buy four. The fifth one's free. Yeah, but it was like if you bought two packages and then like. Like, they counted each individual gauge inside the box because they came mm-hmm. as a two-pack on there, which made it real confusing. It should have said, buy two packages, get one free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, it's really weird. I mean, we talked about it a little bit. There's so much more anime out in the open over in the Coralville area than there is in the Des Moines area, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense why Anime Eye was big over there. Uh, what are you looking they, at? They, Ink Addictions, closed. They no longer exist, or yeah, I guess so. Oh, I mean, the Beaver Valley West must have been cheap to get into, but not a lot of traffic. It's not like uh, I think it kind of depends. It's not like Merle Hay, or sorry, Jordan Creek, mm-hmm. but I could never see a tattoo place inside Jordan Creek. They're so preppy. Mm-hmm. Someone just grabbed my foot. It was Ed. Yeah, his yeah. claws aren't sharp, so I can how oh shit that sharp. Yeah, they weren't sharp, but they're like just sharp enough right. on there. Uh. I'm assuming their problem was Ink Addiction was one of those that spent a shit ton on marketing and probably didn't work out in the long run. Because I imagine there's like, per. I wonder if like the shop kept a percentage or per tattoo. Uh, It's typically I, I imagine, a percentage per tattoo. Yeah. So I imagine like, I don't know. There's like so many tattoo shops kind of out and around in Des Moines anyways. I feel like if someone goes to one, they'll just go back. Mm-hmm. To the same thing, uh, I can't remember where Jordan got his. Oh, he got his off of uh, over in my old neighborhood, kind of off of what is that Euclid? There's mm-hmm. that one tattoo shop next to like the pawn shop on there. Those guys were pretty cool. Yeah, there's a bunch of tattoo shops. Uh, Granted, there are some shitty ones, mm-hmm. but the three I've been to with someone to get a tattoo, everyone's been pretty like super good about like sterili- sterilization, like. They open everything in front of you they have and to. break the seals on there. I mean, especially on the sterilization part, they have to. Otherwise, they lose their license. So, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I the one I went with Jordan, they look even like, okay, they came to the back. They brought out, like, the cart that has the stuff. And they're like, okay, opening, like, the bigger packages, the smaller packages inside of it, and then opening the smaller package in front of them. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm surprised I can show it. Like, I, I have no mm-hmm. idea what goes into it on there. You know, you always see the shit like movies and stuff. It's like hardcore, blah, blah, blah. But it's like every tattoo person I've met, as long as you're not disrespectful, they're real cool people. Mm-hmm. And you tell them exactly what you want. And in uh, Jake's, not Jake's case, who was it? Um, I'm trying to think of my other buddy. Uh, in Nick's case, not the Nick I went to college with, another Nick. It was the thing if you wanted this tattoo, mm-hmm. it was like a Disney theme thing, which I'm going to teach their own on there. Mm-hmm. They're like, I could do that, but there's a guy that's better. Go to him. Yeah. So at least they recommend, like, they know their capabilities, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Or they know their their style. 
Yeah, and that's something you always kind of have to be focused a little bit on. The like, there is almost always some level of compromise. You do get those general tattoo artists where it's like, I want this thing, and they're like, Yeah, cool, whatever, and then they'll tattoo it. But especially the good ones, they have a thing that they're good at or a style that they're good at, and you know. Once you start getting into the extra intricate stuff of, like, you've seen Jake get his tattoo on his arm. Yeah. That's using the stencil. So they go through, they make the stencil, they put on the arm, let it dry. Part of that is also, like, do you like the placement? If you say no, they wipe it off, they replace. So the there's that communication there. There are also the more intricate ones where it's like, hey, I want this to be a piece. Would you be willing to like work and do that? And that is like coming back a couple weeks later as they have drawn out based off of references and a lot of that and then going from there. When I first got this done, uh, you've seen the stencil for that, didn't you? Because yeah, I got the, yeah, I, you showed us a picture once of like the whole outline of it. Because mm-hmm. okay. I got the entire outline done of the arm done in one sitting, and that wasn't like the layer on stencil. They did three passes with basically a marker, the skin safe marker, refining all of the lines. And if there was something that needed to be altered, it yeah, could like be. make it look better in a certain way on there. Mm-hmm. So it, how f- how mad would you be if you got in a horrible accident that like took that arm? Eh. <laughs> I mean, what if you got a real auto male arm? That would be cool. Honestly, look, I I like tattoos a lot. The thing I would be most mad about is the fact that this is my dominant arm, and now I don't have a fucking <laughs> arm. <laughs> got to use your offhand now, buddy. Yeah, I I could easily just get a prosthetic and have like an artist replicate this it's fine but physically losing the arm would suck way more than losing the tattoo oh i've told this on the podcast before how much to buy a one inch by one inch square on your body for a tattoo tattoo would be pre-approved it's basically gonna no uh sorry it was a uh one and a half by one and a half inch it's like kind of an itty bitty kind of tattoo on there yeah uh, I don't remember what I initially Listen, said. From what I've heard from people, I promise them, like, I'll pay for the tattoo. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for everything that is good in it. But what's your, what's your real estate worth to you? I'll tell you right now, the cheapest offer that someone told me was free as long as you pay for the tattoo. Second cheapest offer was 10 bucks and a slice of pizza. Costco pizza specifically on there. <laughs> that was, that was Derek. Um, probably a grand. Really? Yes. A grand? Yes. A grand. Wow, you're expensive. So. You're the by far the most expensive person. I, I have a couple reasons for that. A, Why? is is that one and a half by one and a half, like, you get to put it somewhere, or do I choose the location? Uh, it was pretty much agreed that it'd be on, like, probably the thigh, like a place, like, you know it's there. Like, if you wanted to take a mm-hmm. group photo, you could, like, pull up your shorts just a little bit. Okay. It wouldn't be any place, like, it's not going to be, like, a teardrop on your face or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you get like a reverse teardrop if you like save someone's no. life? Can like paramedics get like one that no, goes the other way? That'd be one? weird. <laughs> what do you mean it'd be weird? It's like weird. You know that'd be weird. On there. Listen, man, I'm just saying, you know. But yeah. Doctors just covered in them. Uh, 
Yeah, probably a grand. And a grand still? Mm-hmm. Fuck off. It, You're by far 10 times more than anybody else. There's a reason for that. Why? Whenever, because uh, I've had an entire conversation with my dad about it, but any tattoo that I get has some semblance of a meaning that makes sense to me, even if outwardly. It's a group tattoo. Yeah. There's like, I, I have a notebook now. There are so, 20 names on it right mm-hmm. now. I got the money saved away. Yeah. But like almost, at, well, no, like legitimately every tattoo that I have on me has two meanings. So like I'm kind of keeping with that theme and all the tattoos that I want next, including finishing a sleeve here and a chest tattoo. How about yeah, two and a half by two and a half and it's a thousand dollars? No. Two by two thousand dollars? A two by two and a thousand? Yeah. I mean, the price would probably stay the same for that, but what about two and a quarter by two no. and a quarter? No. No, no, wow, you can no. Go. Listen, the most expensive person after you was like eighty bucks. Mm. And uh one of them's Ivan. So Ivan's part of the group, Derek's part of the group on there. That's the only two people you would know. Because yeah. there's two guys that used to work there mm. that are on the list. Oh, I guess Christian's on the list too, but he wanted like, I think like 50 bucks mm. on there. Benini was like, I'll do it for a million dollars. Like, fuck off. We talked yeah. about that once. Like, there's a lot of things people like, I'll do it for like $10 million on there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we named the one. This might be a little weird. <laughs> it's going to be weird. It, we, uh, it was when the Powerball, when the Make a Million first hit a billion dollars. Not mm. this recent time, but the time before, like when it got to 1.5. I said to him, so let's say I win the lottery, right? Take home was like 500 mil is what it would have been. Mm-hmm. And I said, hypothetically, like let's say in a magical land we could make this happen. And we were asking all the straight guys this, like mm-hmm. let's say you had to get down with a man and we could guarantee you would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And you would never feel embarrassed about it. You would never look back and hate it. Like in a magical land, how much? And this one guy in our department said, $100 million. I was like, no fucking way. If someone walked up to you with $100,000, you would take that deal. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're like $100,000 stacked in like maybe 20s or something. So it looks like bigger on there. There's a lot of things people do. I mean, look, even $100,000 in a hun- in hundreds is a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Like that's I mean, it's still. It's a thousand, you know, $100 bills mm-hmm. on there. And he was like, no, no, no. I do it for like $100 million. I'm like, there was no way. And there was a lot of guys. (laughs) You learn a lot about your friends on there. And it's like, I'd probably do it for like $20,000 on there. It's like, I would still know. But if you could guarantee I would enjoy it and stuff, it's like, yeah, you can guarantee you enjoy it. You know, you would never look back and hate it. Like, this isn't a magical make-believe thing. Yeah. And they were like, no, no, no. Then someone else said like $50 million. So like, fuck off. Like, there was no way. Like, someone comes up to $100,000, right? There's a lot of things I would definitely say yes to. There's people that kill other people for free college, and that's like what, like eighty thousand dollars on there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, there's a lot of people to do for money. There, everyone's got a price. I guess is the name of this podcast. Yeah, like yeah. What's the most expensive thing you've done for money? Most expensive thing. Or I've what's done? what's the dumbest thing you've done for money? Got a job that missed forty hour work weeks. Probably that. <laughs> retail's probably the dumbest thing you could do for money. Um, we both work retail, so this shit sucks. Yeah, like I haven't really done anything dumb for money. Of course, I've done stupid shit. I've literally like knocked you out in the back of a fucking pickup truck. So like, 
That shit was you free. Didn't punch me. We were doing that. That the, the, yeah, like, the blood choke. choke. Blood choke. Don't make it seem like you got me. On <laughs> your fucking nose, sure got you. Yeah, dude. I uh, love how Steve-O was. What was it? Steve-O tried it, and then like, oh, he like he tried so hard to fight it and just made it like ten times worse when he mm-hmm. passed out on there. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. damn. Yeah, definitely but, not the smartest thing on there. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I haven't really done dumb shit for money. Just because the opportunities never really arisen, maybe no. Like I've gotten free shit because I know people, but oh. at no point have I ever had to pay something or been offered money to do something dumb. I think the dumbest thing I ever did for money. I think the dumbest thing I ever did for like free shit was not saying donating blood is bad mm. but it's like going out of my way to donate blood because you're giving out like free shirts or whatever like at the time i was like i need a new shirt like go donate blood mm. wait in line for like an hour to don donate for 45 minutes then to get done and they didn't even have my shirt size and i was oh. like oh cool would have been something cool to ask like before i went and donated blood on there mm-hmm. that's like when they were doing blood donations in valley west mall like every two weeks there was like a blood donation thing which was kind of cool because it's like it brings people in the mall, so the mall gets a big benefit from it. Like people, like people can see what donating blood is like without actually having to like mm. go to BioLife downtown. Or no, it's not BioLife because BioLife is plasma. What's the one downtown? It's like uh, LifeServe. Yeah, that's what is LifeServe on there. Because you can actually donate in there mm-hmm. too, which surprised me. I thought that was just like a storage facility on there. Mm. Uh, I don't know how true it is, but someone was telling me like, first of all, someone told me like. Blood is only good for like a week after you leave the body, and I don't believe that one I bit. Th- I don't think that. Then they true. told me. Then they were trying to like, I won't say who it was at work on the podcast, but I'll tell you later. But they're like, yeah, plasma is only good for like a couple of days after you give it. And I was like, well, that's a fucking lie. So I'm pretty sure in World War II they were just shipping plasma across the ocean out there to be used, mm. and it's stored for days and weeks, just like out in the open. Not really in the open, but does it say how good uh, blood uh-huh. is good for after it's been drawn? I imagine a long time because they could just not freeze it, but you know what I mean? Like keep it chilled. Cause it's chilled, right? It's kept right above freezing, isn't it? So that um, way it never actually freezes on there. Cause there's still cells in the blood that have to stay alive. After it's drawn, uh, while blood sample should not remain at room temperature longer than eight hours, uh, a but, week. That's all blood is good for literally a week after it's been drawn. Mm-hmm. Wow. That seems kind of weird considering they're always like, Oh, we need Wait, blood drive. It says samples should be frozen. Oh, so oh, they freeze get... blood. Yeah. Did you just, I mean, my phone's charging in other room, so I just can't like quick Google it on there. Mm-hmm. Unless his computer turns on, which I highly doubt it will. Cause nothing's plugged into it. Well, I guess, well, I guess. Yeah. It's it, there's, I got the like seven page fucking. Oh, like PDF on there. Did you just do a quick Google search of how long is blood good for? Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's not finding. Good. Oh, well, we can find it some other time. And talk about it. Yeah. Um, Have you donated blood? Wait, blood banks consider six weeks to be shelf life. There we go. Oh, six weeks. So I mean, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah, plasma, I, if frozen, can be over a year. Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus. Now we did. So every six weeks, you can actually donate blood i think like mm. it's every six weeks you can donate blood you can donate plasma twice a week which you can donate one day wait a day then donate again and you got to take like 
you know, mm. four or five days off, which is crazy because I remember reading like when I first started donating plasma, they made you wait two days and they changed it to one day in between mm-hmm. on there. Which I mean, I get emails every day now, like, "Hey, you should come donate plasma. You should come donate plasma." I'm like, they must be desperate for people. Well, the, their COVID- donation amount currently isn't reflecting that. Yeah, they're offering like a hundred dollars a week. I'm like, it's only four hundred dollars. Now, if they were to tell you like a hundred fifty dollars a week, that might because the problem is, well, it's not a problem. It's smart on their part. It's like the first donation is thirty, second is seventy on there. So they mm-hmm. want you to like keep going. Yeah, yeah. keep going on there. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the last, like, three times I've gone, they fucked up my arm. So it's like, I don't really want to go back because it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go back, get only $30 and get bruised all hell. Yeah. Like, before when they were giving me, like, 80 or $90 per visit, that felt worth it. Would you sell, like, let's say your left nut? How much for? Th- How much for a left nut? Mm-hmm. We can get fake nuts. Let's assume... I've already had a kid. There's the possibility in the future I eventually want a kid because if you only have mm. one nut, I mean, there's a chance that that can... Uh, I, say, I, say I know someone who they were like, you're never having kids. Totally had a kid on... Uh, three kids on one ball. Totally fine. Well, I'm just saying like so. in case. So let's say hypothetically I could still have a kid whenever. So mm. I'm selling only one nut. Mm. With no taxes, right? Yeah. just No taxes. $800,000. Really? Yeah. See, standards are different. Well, what are you or The tattoo thing, I'm over here like a, a grand for that. It's 35 grand. 35 this. grand you'd sell a nut. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think hypothetically. I am missing a nut. Mm-hmm. So my nuts are going to be less. So the quantity loss of... <laughs> 80 grand, you can take them both. 80 grand, you'd take both nuts on there? I've legitimately looked at... Uh, at people's much, nuts? No, wow, just how much it would cost to get um, uh, snipped? Yeah. I know how much it costs. How I know where to get cost? it. $700. That's it? Yeah. Damn, I'll do it for free. I got some scissors you can, in that uh, room. It takes an hour. That's all. Yeah, I heard you can just literally go in. It's a small incision, then you just walk out on there. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. And then... It sucks to the, suck if you're a lady, because that takes, like, that's a whole thing. Yeah. There are certain, like, rules where they're, like... Oh, you'll have to be tested later just to double check. But that it actually didn't like reattach or anything like that. Or Yeah. There, there are certain kind of like weird circumstances, but you know, it, you, there's a specific thing where it's like, they actually do want you to jerk off. Like not immediately afterwards, but it's like something in the range of like 24 ejaculations later. Then you're like captain blank. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to count it down. Yeah. You got to get that. Like you have like a punch card in your bathroom then. <laughs> One, yeah. two, uh, I was reading the whole thing. Cause I was like, I don't know if I really want kids. I mean, I could knock that out in an afternoon. <laughs> your mom watches this. That's her the, fault. Not mine. She's a biology teacher. She gets all this, but uh, it fits with the theme of Winry and Ed being, you know, chip, chip, clip, clip. Yeah. I, Dude, they shaved part of her belly. I'm not, like, I don't want to show you because, like, I just double-checked to make sure she wasn't bleeding or anything. Mm. I'm like, man, they full-on shaved her. Ed, they're just, like, move her clip. It's like, dude got lucky. Yeah. Uh, I also was looking because at one point my brother's like, I should probably not have any more kids. He needs to stop. He has three. That is enough if, like. Four? Four? Mm. Four. Mm. When did he have a fourth? Uh, His oldest uh, was with the one-night stand. At oh. 18. 
Oh. Or 19, some shit like that. Oh, so he's like 10 or 11 or something like that? She is... She is 10 or 11. Yeah, something like that. God, that dude, like... Listen, I'm not saying no, there's a problem with... No, it'd be with, 8. I'm not saying there's a problem with America, but I feel like uh, birth control should be free, especially for ladies, because it's like... There's too oh, many kids in this you, world. we can't have that now. <laughs> not my America. But, yeah. I voted against Roe v. Wade because I'm a God-given <laughs> Christian. I yeah. can't even think of something stupid. I watch Alex Jones. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> no, I'd, it'd probably be, God, that's yeah, 35 grand. 35 grand. Mm-hmm. I'll come down a little bit. $500,000. I still think that's I'm giving up. Much. I'm giving up a nut for life, and I want a house. Yeah, but, like, imagine 35 grand, and then you just fucking YOLO it on options. <laughs> when we go to our slash Wall Street bets, okay, boys, you got forty grand. What do I do? Mm-hmm. There's also the guy Shave posted uh, that's like sold everything, took out mortgages, all these loans, and putting like four hundred thousand in Bitcoin because it's going to go up. And I'm like, guarantee you that guy didn't do it, and he just had a couple thousand of Bitcoin to try and influence the market. Unless you got picture proof of it, mm-hmm. fuck off. Yeah, like there's uh, some guys in our slash Wall Street bets. Bad day on the market, negative two hundred thousand dollars. It's like. I would have killed myself. Probably would have killed myself if I would have lost that much in a single day. On there was that one kid that did, oh, and in that. his case, it was just an error. Yeah, the drama would have to pay out for that. Uh, I think so. God, that's tragic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's honestly, if I because it was way more than that, it wasn't like it was. It's it like it was like seven hundred thousand, wasn't it? it? Was like no, it I was, it was, a, it was a couple hundred thousand. It, I think it might have been around like three or some shit like that. Like three hundred thousand. Yeah, but imagine like having five, five or six grand, and the way the option stuff worked, he went up a little bit, but at the end of the day, where it you know it suddenly shows that you owe three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, what do I do? Yeah, you're gonna have to take a pretty big bank loan on there. Mm. I just find, I understand the whole idea of options. It just, I feel like options only benefits a lot of the big guys. Unless you can band together in our slash Wall Street bets for GameStop, which I still find that funny of like people going like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll monitor who's buying this and we want to stop people from mass buying to influence the market. I'm like, that's what the big banks have been doing for a while. Like, mm-hmm. why are you now picking on the little guys now that they're winning on there? I do love how that hedge fund got fucked. Yeah. I mean, they didn't go anywhere. It was just, a negative for them for the quarter. They yeah. already made money the next quarter, so it didn't yeah, matter. And then they could just write it off on their taxes on there, which is even dumber that they can do that. Yup. So it's just one of those like, did we win? Yes. Did it matter? No. I think it matter. I think it. The thing is, I feel like it influenced enough companies to be like, listen, we could do this, but we might get fucked by these guys. Mm-hmm. It might be very bad for us. Yeah, I I do think if I was to get like. St- seriously seriously into stocks um because we kind of like i own stock you own stock ivr will come back eventually (laughs) it will not and unfortunately i'm not letting go (laughs) i'm not letting go uh i'm gonna wait till it hits zero and just do it as a tax right off yeah we sure didn't do it with the other one and uh, which what was the other one again it was Uh, uh Okay, no, that no. was no, that one's made me money. No, no, that uh, what is it? It's a, uh, I don't remember. It's like IVR. It's like MVR or something like that. No, I don't remember what it is. I, I don't want to look. Dude, I think when I left, and it was like a two hundred dollar loss, but I got to write it fully off in taxes. So 
Mm-hmm. Thanks, Uncle Sam. It's all about the deduction game. Yeah. Every so often, you just got to have those moments where it's like, I'm doing this because I can write it off later. <laughs> uh, well, it's like IVR with two things could happen, Justice. It could hit zero, which mm-hmm. is probably what it's going to do. Or, hear me out, Justice, when the market crashes, the housing market, they buy up everything. Mm-hmm. And then they make all their money back. Like, it's funny watching, like, beginning of COVID, right? IVR is sitting at, like, this is the adult portion of the podcast, sitting at $14 a share, right? Mm-hmm. Goes down to, like, $3 a share. And I think the lowest it was was, like, $0.88 cents a share. And oh, I still have it. There she is. What? NGL. You know, by the way, I still have IVR auto reinvest. <laughs> so I just keep Ugh. throwing my shares on it. I mean, it just keeps losing money. So, I mean. I don't need that money because I don't hey. pay attention to it right now. Hey, NGL is up 14 oh, that's cents what for the year. NGL. I think I still have a share or two of NGL on there. Yo, what was the high for the five years? High for the five years? Yeah, let's find out what the lo- what's the five-year high for NGL. $16. What's it at right now? $1.69. <laughs> hey, a tenth of the price, baby. Let's go. Even at our height. Uh, listen, to be fair, you got to give it to him because uh, Ford came back, but that's a lot different. Ford is a... Uh, uh, at our height when we had bought in, it was $7. I got it for way cheaper. I think my average oh, yeah. share price was like 3 something, which is still a loss of half my money on there. But mm-hmm. did I ever tell you, you never met this guy? No, you met Adomius before. Probably. Uh, medium size black guy, Afro. We get wings with them sometimes. Yeah, okay. So, uh, did I ever tell you about him and Manny and Optical no. when the whole GameStop thing was going down? They heavily invested. Do you care to guess how much Adomius lost in six months on options? Ten. Well, first, let me Good. tell you. Let me tell you how much money he made first. He made two thousand dollars on one option swap, or whatever. Guess how much he lost. Eight. About that, it was like seven point five. Guess how much Manny lost? Twelve. Uh, he never specifically said, if I remember correctly, it was closer to like ten. It was enough that he was like, "I might need a second job to start paying for my stock addiction." I was like, "Guys!" <laughs> Meanwhile, I was over there at the time when I really, really cared. Like I was checking shit every couple hours. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I'm making so much money on dividends!" Like I was so focused on getting my like monthly dividend payout to like yeah, five hundred dollars. By the way, for in any individual. I know this is real boomer talk, but in ways of stocks. And if you're like 25, don't focus on dividends. It doesn't fucking matter. Focus on stocks that are going to grow in value over time. And then once you're more middle-aged, start transferring that over to dividend-focused stocks. Listen, I was all about to get like an extra five. I I think at my height, I was at about $110 a month in dividends. And then, like, in one month, half the company stopped doing dividends. So it was just, yeah. it just dropped to like $10 a month. Which, listen, if you can, there's some people on like r slash dividends that are like, yeah, I'm making like 40000 a month on just dividends. And if people are like, oh, I could do that. But the thing you don't realize is they've put millions of dollars into this. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, oh, yeah, just put like a couple thousand, you'll make hundreds in there. It's like, I think my height, I had about 5000 in Robinhood, which is how I was getting that, like, to be fair, they were very high yield dividends, and it was only a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. So, sorry for all the boomer talk on there, but it's interesting to think about, like, just by owning the stock. Yes, the value fluctuates, but if it wasn't COVID, mm-hmm. if COVID didn't hit, I don't think the housing market would have been as bad as it is now, and stuff would have constantly just kind of started that slow grow. Mm-hmm. But it is every 10 years you have this big 
drop, climb up again, drop, climb up again. Yeah, I do think probably in the long run, IVR will be fine. It's going to get way worse because they're in a retail or they're in a real tour. Yeah. Like, well, they're investment venture something. Uh, IVR is, um, they do a lot in housing, right? Yeah. They do a lot in housing. I think NGL dealt a lot in energy. Yeah. And during COVID, everything energy got. The smartest man during COVID was Warren Buffett. I'm going to sell all my playing shares. Market kind of tanked. Dude came back with his profits and went and bought what? He owns a quarter of the airline industry now. Yeah. Which IVR stands for uh, Vesco Mortgage Capital. Yeah. So, yeah. They they definitely are. uh, Listen, it could go anyway because it's the whole housing thing. I lost two and a half dollars today. Bringing oh. my total net loss to $153. See, I don't have too much spare money to throw into it right now, so I just stopped looking at it. I'm just like, you know what? It's going to do its thing. At the uh, end of the year, I'll look at it and use it as a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've thought about just turning off um, automatic reinvestments on everything and just let... Have it accumulate? Yeah. And then I could use that to buy whatever stock I want. Yeah. I don't know. It. There's one thing, speaking of stocks, we should uh, transition into video games. Mm. Steam, Steam Marketplace. Uh, so there was a time when I played PUBG a lot, right? I was paying mm-hmm. a lot of money to open crates in there. I had that CSGO addiction, but and listen, I gave PUBG $2.50 once, mm-hmm. and that paid for all my other transactions on there because I opened, I opened a crate the day this thing came out, right? And they had such a bad problem with, like, hackers and, like, people trading on the market, like paying real money in like uh, PayPal and then trading it on there. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to put a one week wait. So I opened this item, right? Brand new item on the market, really hot, really hard to get. It had like a 0.0001 chance of getting. Got on my first credit I opened on there that I paid for. The I think the height of the item value was $3,000. Mm. By the time I had sold it, I had sold it on the marketplace for about, $760. Now, the thing about that is like, oh, yeah, you made 760 No, no, no. Because Steam takes a third of it yep. off the bat. Then PUBG took like a third of it off the bat because they got to make their money on the transactions, which is dumb because you already paid for the key. I feel like I paid for a key in a crate. They still shouldn't get this money transaction from this item in the game. Yeah, that one's a weird one. Yeah. So all I know is by the time it was said and done, I ended up with like $380. So I guess it was worth more. I don't remember what it actually sold for. I just know what I got after it. Mm-hmm. So at $380, I just kept buying keys with that money to open other things to sell other things on there. And it got to the point where at the end of the year, like you can put money in the Steam, you can't take money out of Steam. Mm-hmm. Which is, So the whole argument for me is, so I put this money in this game and I can't take it out on there. But then they're like, oh, you made all this money on Steam. Now you have to pay taxes on it. It's like, why do I have to pay taxes on it? I literally can't take this money out. Yeah. Like, I have these items, yes, but I can't take it out no matter how much I want to. There's no way for me to physically get this money out Mm -hmm. on there. So they sent me, like, you know, a 1099C or whatever it was for it. Because within the year, I'd bought and sold so much stuff in the marketplace from that one original transaction of, like, $380 take-home. Like, oh, yeah, you bought and sold, like, $2,000 worth of stuff. And I was like, 
I didn't know I made that much money. And that's like, okay, on your taxes, fill this out. Like, you made $2,000. I didn't make $2,000. Then the day I have $0, I'm like, no item's worth anything. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like, do this whole fucking itemized thing on TurboTax of, like, bought this, sold this, bought this, sold this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, technically there is a way for you to, like, get $2,000 IRL, but... That'd be, like, an under-the-table, like, third-party sale through Steam. Mm. Because eventually what happened was I was giving stuff away in PUBG to Little Jam, uh, Jam's kid on there, because I was like, oh, well, Blade wants this jacket. And at the time, Blade was, like, eight or whatever. So to him, it's like, oh, it's cool. And Jam's like, you don't have to give it to him. It's worth, like, 10 bucks. Don't do it. I was like... I got three of them. Here you go, Blade. Have this. Mm. But then they stopped doing trades in PUBG. So you can't trade stuff to people because they wanted all that money mm. in the game, which is completely fucking bullshit. Yeah. I. Which sucks. It's like, yes, your game's making money, but like, you don't need to make every fucking goddamn penny. You can't. Yeah. It's stupid with certain things like that. I, The most I've ever made, well, probably only like 25 bucks. Um, if I wanted to right now, I have those CSGO knives, don't you? Mm -hmm. I know you have those. I have two guns. One is an op, one is an AK. It's a, uh, Asimov and a, um, fuel injector. I just checked. Current average price of the Asimov is like 125 bucks and the fuel injector is like 105. So together it's like what? 250. You get like a third of that on there. Eh, 215. 15 ish so you yeah. get like about 60 bucks which ain't bad i mean it's enough for like a game or something yeah it's still know. dumb i just have beef with i feel like i mean sure there's ways to get the money out of steam like if you really really try but i feel like if i don't pull that money out mm-hmm. i shouldn't be really taxed for it yeah because now now we have to pay taxes in steam for the games mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense because they did that whole online sale thing but it was kind of nice not having to pay taxes on some of that shit. Mm-hmm. It's a video game. There's no physical anything with it. There are mm-hmm. servers it's stored on, but there's no like, I don't get anything physical. I get some files. Yeah, games don't make sense like that, like Steam, but Amazon does. Yeah. So I, d- I feel like if you're not getting something physical, tangible. Yeah, like okay. something I can actually have. Like, I mean, you could make a whole thing of like, oh, online work for people. Mm hmm. Sorry, there was, like, dried cat poop over here. What? What is Ed doing? Are you going to text it to me? Dude's over there, like... (sighs) That's about all I got. Kind of run out of stuff. Yeah. So, fuck taxes. Invest in dividends. Invest in options. And if you... In my case, if I ever want to make... 37 grand I can sell a left nut and have him tattoo something on me what if I tattoo a picture of your nut no what no that'd be weird rip nut well I'm not gonna tattoo it some other dude's gonna tattoo it I'm not licensed to tattoo people no also remember get your pet spayed neutered yeah see everybody next week